Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are talking about language mistakes, funny accidents and mishaps when people are learning a foreign language. Um, so it should be a fun episode. We're looking forward to bringing you some mistakes that people make when they make uh, when they learn a foreign language. I've definitely made a couple, um, and I'll mention them later in this episode. I'm curious to see what Jared has found for us as well. Uh, and one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode is because you have to be able to laugh at yourself, especially when you learn a foreign language, and making mistakes is a great way to learn and a great way to have fun as well. So we hope you guys really enjoy this episode and get a few laughs along the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So without further ado, my co-host, my buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello. Uh, I would argue some of these mistakes um, that are made, uh, English speakers make all the time as well, and that um, might actually even be part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Hello. Um, first, before I uh, t t talk about what really the problem is, because that's what we're here for. Uh, I'm gonna uh, spread a little love and uh, ask uh, everyone to follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Uh, Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Podcast. It is exactly a week and one day from when this episode hits everyone's ears for the for the first moment that I'll be in Berlin. Um, oh, that's right. <clears throat> not only am I not excited, not only am I excited for the trip and reuniting with uh, you, Chen, but I'm also excited for what our Instagram <laughs> will sh will have on it because it'll be pop-popping. I actually, you know, I'm mad that I just said pop-popping. The only reason that's in my mind, I said that almost at the exact same time last episode, and I, it's, it's, sorry, <laughs> and I just, I just saw it, and uh, now I'm just like, oh, man, I can't believe I just, uh, anyway. These are facts, though. True facts. That's true. It will be pop-popping. I mean, that's just a fact. <laughs> Uh, if you want to uh, email us, uh, you can email us at the untran uh, excuse me at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your untranslatable phrases, which are sayings, idioms, proverbs, things that your parents, grandparents say to you that don't make really any sense in English or when translated to a different language. But uh, you know, once you translate them or explain them in your mother tongue or whatever native language they're in, they make perfect sense. You know, kind of like um, Mama Hoo Hoo, which uh, is, um, I think it's, what was it? Tiger, tiger, horse, horse. Horse, horse, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> which actually just means so-so in uh, Mandarin, so there you go. Um, and spread a little love and give us five-star reviews. That's what we call a brain fart of the uh, podcasting business right there. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have a couple of those coming at you guys <laughs> later today, that's for sure. Oh, man. I don't know what's come over me. I thought I was uh, wide awake. But I am wide awake, so I don't know what's come over me. Uh, but as I said, this episode does come out a week and a day before uh, I'm in Berlin, and I'm very excited for that. I can't even focus on work anymore. I'm, ha I'm, I'm happy to hear you're excited. I'm sad that you can't focus at work. That's but okay. I, That's but okay. I understand. <laughs> I've been telling everybody here in Komotov that me. you're coming. I have to say, man, people at the ball, word got around on Friday. I was at the last ball here. Word got around, and people want to meet you. You're a celebrity, I, bro. By the way, I've seen some of these people's Instagrams, and um, they look like perfectly nice people. But I'm also almost like I get scared of them a little when I see pictures of them. 
Why is that? They, I don't know. They just look like they. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say they look like they would be mean to me, because it's really no. Um, it's no like insult on them. A lot of people are mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what? What's? What? What? what uh, that? Hold on. You went to another ball? <laughs> yeah. How many? Is this the last? One? Is this the third or <laughs> the was, second one? That was the last one. Third okay. one and the last one. So yeah. Right, so we'll I talk had, about that. Yeah. So. So uh, you, mm-hmm. how often am I coming up at these school things? It's so interesting that that happens because you never come up at my job like ever. Well, that's probably because you don't talk about the podcast at work either. Maybe for uh, good reason. <laughs> but um, I'm just hoping for someone to come up <clears> to me and be like, "Oh my gosh, I loved you on the Untranslatable podcast." I'm like, who told I've, you about that? I've had a couple students say that, and I don't. I that's the thing. I don't really bring it up because. If we're being honest, not all of our topics are 100% school appropriate. How dare you? Um, <laughs> Slipping on gator piss. And so um, I've had a couple students, they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, we really like what you're doing with the podcast. It's really entertaining. So so shout out but to all children. of you. We really appreciate it. <laughs> hey, they're 18. They're 16 to 18. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're young. Well, 18, I would say, is a young adult. 16, they're, they're getting there. I think the quality of my humor maxes out at about an eighteen-year-old level, so Probably. it's perfect. Well, exactly, exactly. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of them were asking me what I was doing for our spring break here in Komutov, which is mm. when you'll be coming to visit. And so mm-hmm. I told them that, and they were like, "Oh, is Jared coming to Komutov?" So who knows? We might have to go to the pub, and you'll meet some of my students. We'll see. Oh, right. They can. They can be at. Do have you ran into um, students at the pub? Well, I've I've ran into them at the the like bar slash club here, the pub I like to go to that I told you about um, in the last episode with the with the old guy that was a little mm-hmm. weird. Remember? Yeah. Um, oh, not that the best you? way to yeah yeah not the best yeah. way to preface and try to get you excited, <laughs> but that's probably the pub I'll take you to. It's also not too far from my apartment. It's I think a five minute walk. Okay. And uh, and I mean to me, it's students don't go there. No, not not usually. Some students do, and not their scene. And students have found out that's my favorite place here in Komutov. So, um, so maybe I will run into them there in the future. We'll see. Hmm. All right, that's hilarious. So you kind of do go to like a like an old person bar. That's your go to bar. Is that's my scene. Bar. Yeah, mo, mo, I would say, I would guess I the average age. Uh, you should. You totally should. The average age of the clientele there has to be in the in the fifties. <laughs> has to be i mean most of the guys there have gray hair i don't even um, know where to find that i actually i did see i was walking by a place yesterday that's literally only like a minute from my place and it was a it was a, a bar but it, it looked so like old school inside both by the clientele and and, and just by the decor was so simple it almost looked like something from the 70s, like Cheers or something like that. Oh, nice. And, I, and as I was walking by, I was like, I should go in. I was like, I'll go in later. And then, of course, I didn't. <coughs> um, but uh, maybe I'll go back and report. Um, it was very home, like homely feeling almost. Um, so tell me about this ball. The, this uh, Apparently, this is the final one until it's like, yeah. well, that was ball end of ball season. Actually, 2018, you know, it bleeds into 2019. But ball season 2019, the actual 2019 ball season starts in March, right around the corner. <laughs> right, ex- exactly. Um, so, yeah, so it was the theme was actually, I have to say, no disrespect to my other students that had the previous two balls, but I think this one had the coolest theme. 
This okay. one was like post-apocalypse Mad Max type theme. All right. And was so, there a lot of leather being worn? In the, so for all of these balls, like I told you, the students go all out. They organize everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, some of them do hire choreographers. Also, they hire a company to make a short film or like a like a trailer or a teaser of the ball. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. They go all out. <laughs> Every like, time you add some new element to how much they're paying for these things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. Now there's now they're, they're hiring videographers to make videos for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have a videographer. They have usually have a live band. They oh, have my gosh. moderators. And this one, they had two moderators, and they were the best moderators that I've seen in all five of the balls I've visited because they were entertaining, they were funny, and both of them could beatbox, and the other one could sing really well. So the one guy would beatbox, right? Right. And what was funny was at the beginning of the the ball, they said that the moderator said, whenever you walk across the dance floor, if we start beatboxing, you have to dance. One of more of my colleagues translated it for me. Um, right, and so they did get a couple like older people. Check. I have no idea. Beatbox, Pro- probably. Yeah, I'm, probably. I'm assuming that's probably how they say it. Um, but but yeah, and so the moderators were fantastic. The theme was really cool. Um, it was it was great. And once again, every time I would go to these balls, the first question, the, well, second question, students would ask. The first one was always, "How do you like it? Are you enjoying yourself, or are you mm-hmm. satisfied?" Checks really like to ask the question, are you satisfied? Um, well, I mean, it makes sense if they plan the thing, you know, right. and you're the American especially. Right. But also um, it does. I feel like it, it could get to a point where it's like, all right, relax. It's like it's now you're starting to feel a little insecure. <laughs> right. Um, Have confidence in yourself. But so so they asked <laughs> me a that. Good party, isn't it? That's what you should say. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. And it, that's right. And it was a fantastic party. But the second question they asked me is, are you going to the after party? Uh, tonight as well and of course i'm not i'm not always so great at saying no so you know as usual jared i went to the after party and and once again i was there until 5 a.m 6 5 5 a.m slipping on gator piss that's crazy 5 a.m i'm getting too old for this man i'm glad this i loved it but i'm glad this was the last one because i hope i don't have to be out until 5 a.m for a I while did, now. I did notice you on Instagram, and it was like two something, and I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? <laughs> what's Chad up to? This is never a good sign. Right. <laughs> not, that it, not that you're doing anything terrible. I think one I of my like, students wrote me or something. Probably having a good night. Right, because they message a lot on Instagram here in the Czech Republic. Um, so 5 a.m., did you actually yeah. stay at the, at the, like, the club until that time? <clears throat> yep, stay Are until... you going to put me through this garbage? I mean, I mean are we going to do this while you're I'm lucky. There? <laughs> you're, you're lucky because there are no more balls in Komotov. So at least in Komotov, you're, you're good. I Actually, mean, I would have liked to go to a ball. That, after all these I've heard about, I would have probably enjoyed that. They're just fun. To win, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great experience, uh, no doubt. I mean, and the it thing, seems like the, I'd be a celebrity. <laughs> right. Well, the thing about Berlin is, I mean, there are places in <clears> Berlin <throat> that you can, you can literally stay out until 9 a.m. Like, I, I oh, know... Yeah. I know a couple of people from Berlin that they jokingly will say, we go out at two or three, stay out till nine, um, eat breakfast at like 10 and then go to sleep and then do it all over again on Saturday. There's that famous place that's open from Bergheim. like Thursday. Is that, is that what it's called? From Bergheim, like Thursday yeah. to, to sun, like to, to like Sunday, like yeah, 24 it's like hours or whatever. Through. Yeah, or I to Monday so. or whatever it is, 24 hours. Yeah. 
and uh, and like apparently like you know the the losers or whatever go at um, at like midnight or one in the right. morning, and that you know and also that that they tend to um, not like. Um, Having tourists there, so you have to so in line, you have to like mm-hmm. obviously you have to like look weird to stand out. Yeah, and yep. not speaking a lot of English. Have you been there before? No, I I've, have you tried to? No, because when when I was going to go, we found out that the line was about three hours. Ooh, we were we were only in Berlin for a couple of days, so three hours is a big <laughs> chunk of time to wait in line. It's a good fraction you be... of your trip, right there. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh. And I mean, here's the thing: Berlin is amazing. It's great if you're into clubs and clubbing, but mm-hmm. like I feel like you and I are more the type where we're happy to just go to a bar, or if right. it's warm enough, hit up. I know a couple of good beer gardens in Berlin. That'd be if cool. If the weather's nice, we could hit up a beer garden. Well, that's the thing. If you were like, if you were a clubber or a partier like that, then I think it would uh, would be worth it to wait in that line because that's like you know that's, from what I've that's heard, like the mecca of of clubbing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I can I could understand that. But um, so this ball was you'd say was one of your personal favorites. Yeah. Well, did you <clears throat> did you go solo? I always ask you this. But I I'm did. Just, I, I okay. like I like going to these things solo because I know so many. You know, my students are all there, my colleagues right. are there from school, so there's really no social anxiety going in there because I know I'm going to know lots of people. And you um, feel kind of a, a necessity to. Uh, not entertain, but like stick with the person that you brought that doesn't know anyone. Exactly. And, uh, and the other thing is too, you. to be honest, man, I was so exhausting on Friday that I almost, I was kind of like, mm, cause I came back home to change because my apartment is right in between the theater and the, and the club. And mm-hmm. so I always wow. come home, change out of my suit wow. because I'm not trying to spill, spill drinks on my suit. It's the only suit I've got here. Right. I don't want to have and to you're go. only four tied Chad. Nah. That, that, that's right. That's right. And so, um, so I came home and I thought about it and I was like, I was like, oh man, it's already like one thirty or two. Um, maybe I'll just go to sleep. And I was like, you know what? No, suck it up. You told your students you were going to be there. You know, Many it, it, it mean. I think it means it meant a lot to them that you know I came, you know, just yeah. to say hi and what's well, that's up. Very and, nice of you. And what what was really funny though, um, and I might have mentioned this on the last episode, um, but it, I guess it just rings even even truer that the students that rarely talked in my English classes, once you give them a couple drinks, they are super talkative in English. Mm. They don't mm-hmm. care about making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And like I got to know some students from my classes that, you know, I don't think it was they didn't participate because they didn't want to. I think they were just shy and right. were maybe a little bit self-conscious about their English in comparison to their classmates. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have some classmates who are really good, obviously, if you're not as good as them, you might feel self-conscious. That um, was me in French class when uh, I lived in Germany. There you go. So I was so like you, in the advanced class, and the whole time I was like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know exactly where the students are coming from, and so, so it was really nice. Like I got to know a couple of my students. Um, the sad thing is, though, not you know these balls were all for the last year, the fourth year classes, and mm-hmm. I'm not teaching them this semester, and I feel kind of bad because I feel like I wish they would have had these balls at the beginning of the year. And I would have known everybody. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Go to class the next day. You're like, hell. (laughs) Right. Exactly. How's it going, guys? You're like, babo. That's right. Because then you'd be like, but it's like, it's totally that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is totally that. It's like now you're going to be like super friendly with them because that's, it's, it's, those sort of situations do accelerate 
like uh, friendliness, and and they and it just it puts down that barrier earlier to then where later, unless you don't unless you embarrass yourself, then later you're like, right. uh, this is you know we know each other. What's this really what, what's really funny? This will be the the last thing that I have to share about the ball. Unless there's more you want to know, Jared. But the last thing that was kind of funny was last week. Um, one of my colleagues asked her class, which had the ball, was Chad drunk? What first of all was Chad at the after party? Was Chad drunk? Mm-hmm. And I love that half the class was like, no, he wasn't really drunk, and the other half, half was like, yeah, he was drunk. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like funny right. to see. Uh, I mean. I was tipsy. They both were. I was Depends tipsy. on when they were talking to you. That's that's true. I mean, the thing is, though, when I go out with my students, I try to be really careful. But the other thing is, right. I think my students enjoy the challenge of trying to get me drunk. So, like, <laughs> I think I, I literally bought two drinks of my own oh my on Friday. That was it. That's awesome. Yeah, that was it. Um, do you are you like this? Uh, every time you put that giant box up to your face, I I laugh. Uh, if you want to see Chad's juice box or milk box, ice watch coffee. us on YouTube. Uh, on Trust Payton sponsored by um, Ice Cafe Light. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where, are you like this with your students, even with your college students in the U.S.? No, never. It's interesting how the dynamic is is so different. And uh, yet, um, I hate it when people say and yet, because you don't need to use both of them. Uh, yet, um, they're th- 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 not theoretically, they are older. Like the college ones in America are older. Is right. it just because that whole, uh, like, is there more of a stigma to the alcohol partying thing? Well, I th- here, here's the thing. In the States, I would, in the States, I would go and get a beer with my students. I, mm-hmm. I didn't do that, but if my students would have, if they would have asked, you would. I would, I would have. But um, no one asked you. But I wouldn't go like clubbing with my students. But it's funny. I took a group of students um, from MSU to Germany a few years ago. And when we were in Berlin, it was awesome. We went to this club and I went, my colleague went, uh, you know my friend Carly. Carly went with us. Mm-hmm. And then my boss, uh, Tom, who's like in his 60s, also came okay so we were all there but but see it's also it's a different environment right right i mean you're you're on a study abroad with students and i know this may sound stupid and maybe you won't believe it maybe our listeners won't believe it but a lot of times i would go to the bar not to drink but to really make sure that the students were all right because all it takes is one (laughs) one one bad mistake and then I'm going to get a call. Slipping you know, on gator piss. I'm, I'm going to get a call or my boss will get a call. And, you know, so-and-so is in the hospital because they drank too much or they got in a fight or whatever. Right. So, um, so it was always funny. That was kind of the running joke with the study abroad group that I took the one year was they'd always say, oh, do you, do you want to go to the bar with us? And I'd always be like, mm. like, no, I'm probably not going to. And then I'd always show up there. <laughs> oh, you show up later? You're right. like, is yeah, everyone yeah. okay? You, re- you really are a nurturer. I try. You, you're gonna be, make a great parent. <laughs> One day, not not right now though. That's for sure. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so so speaking of Berlin, yeah. you know, and and I think we I think we said this on the air, but when Jared comes in Berlin, we're gonna only be speaking comes German. to Berlin. Not comes in Berlin. When you when you when you arrive in Berlin. Okay. When you arrive in Berlin. We will only be speaking German. That's and true. So, and so you have, uh, well, first of all, what have you been doing to prepare for it? Yeah. So 
what I first wanted to do was I mentioned that I wanted to find that uh, radio show, TV show. I don't know if it's a radio show or a TV show. Um, I call it a podcast because it's it's uh, anything that's not on the actual television to me and is someone talking for longer than five minutes is now a podcast. It's a podcast. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. <laughs> um, so, uh, But I think this was before the time of podcasts were really a big thing. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, I found this show by uh, – I hit up that guy that, uh, that I was telling you about, and he, got, he sent it to me, and I sent it to you. His name is James Domian, I believe. I think I, so, I, yeah. I believe I, so. I said it with a weird accent. I believe, and um, I haven't watched any of them yet, but when uh, I asked him for the show, and I mentioned to him that I was going to, you know, hey, I'm trying to, I say, you know, I'm trying to brush up on my German, and I was trying to remember what that show was because I enjoyed listening to it, and I lost it a long time ago. Um, and so he gave it to me, and he also he also actually said he'd give me some Berlin recommendations. He's like, what's your email? Oh, sweet. He, granted, he hasn't sent me anything, so okay. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, but he's got time. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to. I'd like to hear what his recommendations are. Because his we'll brother see if lives it's... in Berlin, and his brother's oh, nice. a musician. Oh sweet! So I wonder if he knows any spots. Oh, I bet um, you he does. Speaking of which, I need to write my buddy Krishna because he's he's also spent time in Germany and mm-hmm. knows a lot of great spots. So he said he's gonna give me spots. So we'll see if he does. But that's not the point. He also mentioned that there is a we have a theater here in Philadelphia that plays uh, called Landmark uh, Ritz. Uh, and they play, you know, foreign movies of very from various countries. And one of them that they were highlighting was a movie or is a movie called Never Look Away. And now that I'm curious, I want to know what Never Look Away is called in German. Nie Nivexan? Well, I mean, that's literally how you say it, but I, I'm just curious how like what is <clears throat> how it's what, translated? Yeah. Right. Cuz uh, that's always interesting with movie titles, how they translate them. Oh, see, it's completely different. It's Werk ohne, uh, ohne Autor, which is kind of a different theme of the... Uh, work work without an author? Yes, which is kind okay. of a different major... Like, both of those, Never Looking Away and work without, a, work without an Author are sort of two major themes of it, because I'll get to why. You'll understand okay. why in a second. Okay, cool. Um, so this movie was um, directed by the same person that directed... What was that movie with? Um, remember that movie that took place uh, with the with the spy for the East German spy that would just listen in on people. Oh, and he was das Leben der anderen. Yeah, the lives of others. I love that movie. Same same uh, director, and uh, you know, this, this, so, I wonder. You know, when I first got in there, so when I first got in there, it was I got perfect timing. I got in five minutes after like the displayed start time. Perfect. No one was any really in there. There were like five other people, six other people in there. But um, anyway, first commercial, guess what the commercial was? Just guess. Just take a guess what the first commercial, commercial. was. Uh, is it German-related? Yeah, this is a German movie. So, I don't know, Fly to Berlin. Uh, no, it's a, it's, it, was a, <laughs> it was a super intense um, Anne Frank-esque Nazi commercial called The oh, Invisibles. Geez. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. And, um, and, I, and my first thought was, I wonder if Germans are sick of like all like all these popular German movies being Nazi based. Kind of like black people are sick of like all these slave movies like being the popular black movies that everyone loves, right. or like right. you know these quote unquote white savior movies where it's like you know one white dude in in like a terrible racist time that's like oh no these are people 
Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Germans have to be sick of all these oh, Nazi I'm sure movies. They are. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and so the Nazi movie I was watching is called Never Look Away. I didn't realize this was a Nazi movie, by the way, until I started okay. watching it. And I was like, holy shit. This movie started off so intense. <laughs> so the movie started off with um, started off with a little boy, by the way, wearing the cutest children's lederhosen shorts. Hilarious. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so it was him and his uh, aunt who was, you know, maybe in her, um, you know, early 20s. So, you know, she's an aunt, but she's a child, essentially. Essentially. Right. Okay. And so there, she's taking him to a um, to an art gallery, and she's saying, uh, and she's saying that she's trying to cultivate his art skills because she's saying he's a talented artist, and um, and so it's kind of cute, you know. And then on the way home, um, you know, there's a there's a scene of of him walking down the stairs and her playing piano, uh-huh. and it goes down to her playing piano naked. And telling and telling okay. him not to look away, and telling him that everything's beautiful. And then she stands up and she starts like hitting something over her head till she's bleeding. Uh, they're essentially Dear alluding Lord. to the, Jesus. It was really creepy. I was I, like, <clears throat> this was like the first ten minutes, and I was like, what kind of effing movie is this that <laughs> right, that right. Ben's telling me about? It's like, first of all, I, this movie started at eight o'clock, so it was late, and I was like, I'm ter- like I'm about to be terrified for three hours. It's and three then go hour to sleep. Also. <laughs> And so there was. There, so it turns out she was schizophrenic. And this was, by the way, during the. Uh, this was in the four in the, thirties. Okay. No, not this a was great, in the forties. Not this a great time 40s. to be in Germany. So so she was schizophrenic, and you know it was, and you know so her parents, or excuse me, her sister walked, and her her, the kid's parents, which is her sister, uh, and her sister and her brother-in-law walked in on this scene of her hitting her like naked, hitting herself in the head till she's bleeding, Jesus, and the kid just that's standing crazy. there. And so uh, she got taken away, and uh, you know, cause she to to, uh, um, to what do you call it to like a you know like a uh, where they take like a, a sanitarium or whatever they call it like a yeah you know where they take a a psych um, ward people with mental issues yeah like a psych ward right yeah and so then um, there was a <laughs> they determined that um, there was a doctor that was a Nazi in charge of uh, this hospital. And he was in charge of determining whether or not um, someone's mental condition was was worth them living or not, essentially. Okay. So she was deemed Jesus. too crazy to live. So okay. she was sent to the chamber. And uh, there was no sort of illusion. By the way, spoiler alert. I'm just going to spoil it. And then you guys are going to watch this movie. And, and so just watch the movie. You, you can still enjoy it if you want to watch it. Can, there can was you no- enjoy it? Is it enjoyable? Yeah, 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 it's a good movie. It okay. just starts off really intense. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so it's so um, there was no sort of alluding to going to a gas chamber. There was no sort of like, oh, what happened to um, to the to the um, to the uh, to the aunt. The family shows up at the um, at the um, at psych the ward. hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the psych ward. They ask the doc. They ask the nurse, "Where's our, where's our, our family member?" They say, "Oh, she got transferred." They ask why. She says, "That's all I can say." Cut to her going to a gas chamber. Sur- na- like, oh, excuse me, in a room, getting naked, surrounded okay. by other uh, women. Some of them have, for example, Down syndrome. Some of them, for example, are, um, you know, are you have some sort of you know they're clearly have some sort of mental problem or whatever. Right. They're so they're all stripping down in this room, walking them into a gas chamber, turning it on, 
you watch them all fall. You're watching all of this. It was so intense. You're just wa- literally watching these people in the gas chamber be murdered because they have some sort of mental issue. It was sick. It was. It was I was like, That's holy crazy. shit. So I. So that all happened. And then after that, you know, cuts a couple years later, maybe f- three or four years later, to sort of the the heart of the war. Mm-hmm. And so it's the little ki- the little kid's a little bit older, and he's in the field with his mom and dad. Literally, watch like outside of his city. I believe he was in. I don't know what city they were in at the time. Some German city, obviously. But essentially watching it get bombed. Okay. Uh, and just watching their hometown get destroyed. So that was depressing as well. And then, it, you know, he grows up. And um, he's still uh, an artist. And he's still like a, um, you know, a, a very, uh, he's a very emotional child. He's a very, he's clearly got, not, not. Not like he's not got like schizophrenic issues, but he's like a, emotional in the sense that he's just very emotional. He's sensitive. That, yeah, and yeah, depressive yeah. almost. And he's um, an artist, and he's trying to sort of um, he's he's struggling to decide what to do because he, he you know this is post the war and he's just helping his parents. His dad can't find a job, and his dad is is you know struggling to find a job because even though he the whole time during the when he was he had to be a Nazi, but he like hated the Nazis and they made it clear in the movie that he hated it. But he couldn't get a job after the war because he had you know they asked him were you in the Nazis? He's like well you know I and he's like were you or weren't? She's like yeah but but most teachers were you know seventy five percent and like and so he couldn't get a job. Okay. And it was uh and he was all sad and he the dad ended up killing himself. And Jeez. so we saw the dad kill himself <clears throat> and um, the dad hung himself in the attic and uh, that was intense. <laughs> and then so the kid um, went to art school. The kid got sponsored to go to art school by one of his employers and um, he became a very good artist and he painted uh, murals and he lived in East Berlin at the time. Okay. And um, he painted murals, and he was a great painter, and he met a uh, a girl. Obviously, that's how all these movies go. He met a girl, mm-hmm. and he fell in love with her. And it was, this relationship was really weird because this girl reminded him very much of his aunt. His aunt mm-hmm. And she looked very similar, like disturbingly similar. It was almost okay. like the brunette version. Turns out the father of the um, of the uh, of that aunt – uh, excuse me, of that girlfriend, <laughs> confusing me, was the doctor slash dad was the doctor of the euthanasia doctor from the Nazis. He was doing, he was oh, a no. slimy little mofo okay. where now, now that he was, now he was like super commun, like super socialism, super towards like the, uh, sure. and he just fully switched over. And it kind of also short showed, it was interesting sort of how it showed how like the working class couldn't get jobs after because of the Nazi party. But this guy so perfectly, you know, blended in. Cause you know what he did was he saved, um, he, he, like he was in jail for being a Nazi and he, by the Russians because he was, you know, right. in East, East Berlin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, um, he saved one of the, uh, high up, uh, um, one of the high up, uh, communist sold- officials. Yeah, or, oh, one soldiers. of his okay. wife's uh, kids. Like he like gave birth to the kid because the 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 doctor like the kid almost died and the guy saved it. Long story, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, and so he was like kind of protected by this guy, and uh, so he was living a nice life. And then, so it was just this weird story of like, of like this th- like this guy trying to survive with his girlfriend, not really aware of um, this about the guy, but uh, but. Um, 
but like knowing that he hate, but still hating the guy and just trying to figure himself out through his art. And so it was a great movie. It was just like, it was just like, um, and the relationship, obviously there was issues with the, and you know, like now wait a minute, longer story, I, I, I have a question. So does yeah. that mean that the doctor slept with his aunt and they had a child? Is that what you're alluding to? No, no, no. Okay. No, I, I don't think that happened. Okay. I just think that that they just it, it, for I don't know why I guess that's a good question why why did why how is it that that guy's daughter ended up being the one that that reminded uh and it's actually an interesting kind of story behind that because um when the so uh, the girl found out you know the girl was at in his doctor's office when she was still alive mm-hmm. and the the aunt and she found out that she was going to be uh, euthanized because she right. had schizophrenia. And um, and so she was, um, you know, pleading for a life. And she was like, I you and she and she knew that the guy had a daughter because there was like a little painting that her daughter okay. made in his office. And she's like, yeah, you have a daughter. It's like your daughter's going to grow up. And I, and I I probably remind you of your daughter. And she was like, it was kind of creepy. because She was like calling him dad and saying, like, please, dad, don't. Don't, really? don't, uh, okay. don't kill me. And, and, um, and so it was just very interesting that it then turned out that that's how it ended up. But um, he was struggling. And, and so the, the dad was uh, – um, so she hated her dad, though. She didn't like him. And, she, and the dad actually um, – they, they, um, they got pregnant in, in like early on, and the dad uh, aborted it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Aborted geez. his daughter's child, and then the, the daughter couldn't have a baby till way, way later. And um, it was just a super intense movie. It wasn't as intense as it was in the beginning, where where the dad where the dad died actually kind of later. But it wasn't as beginning as intense as it was in the beginning, like fifteen minutes, where like you know we found out like that whole scene where the um found out that the aunt's crazy was kind of disturbing, and then the scene where um the city was just bombed was kind of disturbing, and then the scene like where the do- where the girl was being taken away, like all that was just disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was too long. Like a good hour could have been cut out of it. It was three hours long. I th- I left that movie theater at eleven fifteen on a Wednesday oh, geez. p.m. because okay. I couldn't because the whole snow thing messed up my schedule. I was going to see it earlier, right. but I couldn't. But um, it was just too long. But I did like it. I did think it was good. Um, here's a couple takeaways I have from this movie. Okay, let's hear it. One, I've I've I, you know, I, I've lived in Germany before, but I've lived in America for longer, and I've been a while since I've been back in Europe. Forget how mu- how liber- like how much more free the Europeans are with sex than um, than yeah. Americans are. And, there and, were a lot and of nudity sex scenes. as well. A lot of nudity. Uh, you know, I, listen, this is a family podcast. It was almost disturbing how like like how how similar these these two women were even like in their like disturbingly perky boobs and like like they had okay. like these weirdly like like almost like weirdly revealing not revealing but it was just it was just weird how similar they were but um a same lot of nudity a- same actress no, i don't think so okay a lot of nudity uh, a lot of sex um you know it was about art so a lot of painting of nudity um another thing i found interesting was how casually Heil Hitler was thrown around back then. It was, uh-huh. a, I didn't realize it was like used as like a, it's like a, like like a, a salutation. Like a aloha almost. <laughs> like I it don't was think our for... Hawaiian listeners will appreciate that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, sorry. It, it was, it was yeah, used it for was everything. very casual. Yeah. 
What what kind of power do you have to have for your name to just be thrown around like a what's up? Right. I, it's I you know crazy. I don't think I realized the um the power he had. It was so funny. I was actually just listening to a podcast uh the, the yesterday, and they do it like a uh like a comedic sort of history podcast, and they're, they're comedians, and they're like, you know, say what you want about Hitler, but one thing you could you can't you can't deny about him, he could move some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're right. Um, right. When you also don't show up to his rallies and you disappear in the night, I think that also gives point. motivation. Where, they, to... where there are officers walking through the street, knocking on doors, making sure everyone's there. That's a good point. But right. um, yeah, no, uh, I was just so weird to see like how like casual, like you know they're in a doctor's office, for example, and like the doctor would be like, "Oh, by the way, I, it's so weird saying it over and over again. I don't want right. someone to pull this out when I'm trying just to get a job ten years from now. Just don't say it. Uh, hey, HH. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. It's uh, crazy. And, and it was just so weird how casually it was said. Uh, and I was like, I wonder, like, is that how it really was? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I guess you. I don't there, know. But... Um, I think it probably depended on how hardcore the people were in terms of. Like if they were really truly following the ideology, um, you know, I think it also depends on like hierarchies, right? Like if you're yeah. somewhere and your authority figure says it, then you probably right. should respond with it. But so now <laughs> I'm so I appreciate it sounds really fascinating. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a German movie for sure, just with the intensity and everything like that. <laughs> Very um, intense. I'm curious more so, as you know, Jared, we, we do talk a lot about language here on the Untranslatable podcast. Yes. So how how did that go? Did you understand a lot of the German? Um, (laughs) So the movie was in German and there were English subtitles. Okay. And um, to be honest with you, I was kind of disappointed. I felt disappointed in the moment. Maybe I was too much in the like too much in my head about this. But I did kind of feel disappointed at how much I was looking at the subtitles. But you you do know that even if you watch a movie in English. There's something weird about subtitles that it draws your eyes to it. Even if you understand and you could, in theory, completely right. ignore the subtitles, the fact that they're on the screen um, ma- makes you look at it. Like on a subconscious level, I'm doing myself a disservice by not fully... Like, like I feel like I might be missing something by not reading them. It's like, well, I still want right. to understand this movie or whatever. Sure. Make sure I, I, I understood. Like Even sometimes I felt like I did it like to validate what I had just heard. Sure. But it was kind of a thing that you're doing in a split second because, you know, you're listening, then you have to, you know, you don't have much time to be right. like, let me think if I understood that. Right. Because then, obviously, then it's gone. But I um, I enjoyed the, the oh, they actually, he did spend a good amount of time with Dusseldorf as well. Oh, nice. And it was funny. Okay. Cool. They, they were, uh, he, so he was an artist. And, and so this whole, um, so um, the movie, what did I say it was called? Uh, Vac on a uh, Autor. Mm-hmm. It was this whole thing. It was this whole sort of uh, juxtaposition of me, like this idea of artist needing to be like me, me, me. Mm-hmm. But then also removing, um, but then like his sort, his thing as an artist, he became popular eventually. Eventually, was his art was all about him, 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 him. But then when he would also repeat that, like ich, ich, ich. But then whenever he would. Um, Whenever he would like, when he at the end when he was being interviewed by people that were actually you know generally curious about his art because he was famous, he, he like he would fully disconnect from it and just be like, no, I just because what he would do, what his art, what his what he eventually became famous for were recreatings of like old pictures mm-hmm. and, uh, and like old sort of family style pictures, and they almost look like pictures that you'd find when you buy a um, a frame 
and you know the pictures that just come with it. Like he would do right. painting recreations of those, uh-huh. sort of dramatic okay. sometimes or whatever. Right. But they're all his. They're all his family. Like they were her, his aunt, his parents. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, and all that sort of stuff. But um, when he was being interviewed about them, he'd just be like, "No, they're just. It's just. I just like the medium, and I just find random pictures and, and paint them. And it was sort of removing himself from it, even though his whole thing of like that even allowed him to reach that point mm-hmm. was like a deep like finding a deep introspection and trying to find out who he is because the whole thing about Dusseldorf and the art scene at that time, according to this movie, I don't know if that's true, was that they were, um, like, it was very weird and very, and, like, and just, you know, standard. He was known for being a painter and and that was kind of old school at the time where it was, like, you're trying to always (coughs) trying to find the newest medium. And so um, he was, you know, struggling to find out who he was and, and, and all that stuff. Okay. So, so worth going to see. If you have the time, yeah. As I said, it was a long movie. And did, uh, did and, you and pick I, up I think any they, new German words? Uh, it's hard to think about. It's hard okay. to think about. And, and uh, I have to think. Also, I saw it a couple days ago. Right. But um, I, I honestly think they could have cut out like, like an hour. Right. Could be. So, uh, but, you know, so maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I did like it. I did like it. Nice and uh, it's I, and I enjoy going to the movie theater. I, I never really go to the movie theater anymore these days. It is I nice. Enjoy it. Did the you get some popcorn went, and stuff? I didn't, but as soon as I sat down, I sh- I was like, damn, I should have got some popcorn. But they charge you an arm and a leg. That's true. But I sat down empty-handed with nothing for a three-hour movie. That's a dedication. Like, I'm American. I can't. I can't. I can't sit sit down right. for that long. What, what do I do with my, my hands? What, what do I do? <laughs> Uh, but I'll give it. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give it a. Um, I'll give it a. Uh, let's see. Eight I'll out of ten. Eight, eight out, out of ten jarts. Yeah, eight out of ten. All right. Nice. Cool. Well, um, to all of our listeners out there that are interested in art, history, or German, <laughs> check out the German titles "Werk ohne Autor" and the English mm-hmm. version is what? Don't never look away. Yeah. Parada. And I um. It feels good to. Uh, it felt good to get all that. Even though I, I you know, I felt kind of guilty about the subtitles. Even though I probably shouldn't. That's probably just me being me. It did feel good to get that uh, three hours of German pumped into me. Oh, for sure. Uh, and um, and and it, 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 there was there were. I don't know if I specifically remember um, like words, but there were certain certain like. Once again, I can't really remember them off the top of my head. But there were phrases that I was like, "Oh right, that's a phrase. I can right. use that." Like I yeah, know yeah. it, but it's just I haven't thought of that in a while. And so that was it. It. it, it I think even more than me thinking, rem- remembering words to say, it was even more helpful with just getting used to hearing it, like yeah. hearing oh, it more sure. than me thinking of words. It'll take me a solid day of yeah. you and I speaking German and then mm-hmm. interacting with some Germans. I still need to write a few of my friends in Berlin. Um, and see what they're up to. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I can't wait, buddy. I'm excited to go to Berlin, Me speak too. some German, obviously see you again. It's been, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess since I've been here. Yeah. Uh, so about th- three and a half years, three years. It's been a while. It's too long. It's too long. I think if we didn't do this podcast, maybe we wouldn't recognize each other. <laughs> Just walk right by each other at the, uh, in Berlin. Right. Chad, Chad, share it. Chad, Chad, Jart? I can hear you. Jart? <laughs> well, Jared, uh, what do you think? Time to spread a little love? Spread a little love. I, I, I think so. I think so. Do you have any shout outs? 
I do, I do. Uh, my first one, I have one. My first one and my only one is not from Good Black News, but it is Good Black News. Um, I'm sure you could find this in Good Black News. Uh, Black Girls Code, which is a nonprofit that I'll explain in a second, teams up with Lyft uh, for a in, for a partnership partnership after rejecting a hundred twenty five thousand dollar dollar offer from Uber. Uber, which is still seems to be doing fine, which I'm kind of surprised by. They have really lost their place as far as PR goes ever since. Uh, it's for maybe for the past two years or so. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have that uh, big surge during one of the like hurricanes or natural disasters? There was one of those, and then there was also one during some sort of oh during the um I think another one that got them in the news was during the Muslim ban. That was a thing dur- at the beginning mm-hmm. of uh, Trump's presidency at the airport where there were um where there were uh, protests going on. They had this crazy surge pricing happening. Um, and, and, and so I think it was just like sort of taking advantage of weird situations, uh, right. to, uh, to extort money out of people. And so they sort of, and, and then after that Lyft doubled down me, I'm a proud Lyft user and it started actually, I guess kind of because of this and also more because of the cars <laughs> was kind of where I, I, it started before this, let me clarify because okay. of the cars. I started getting cars being like in my head, like you're allowed to drive this thing. Like really bro? On, or on like, Uber I, or I, I Lyft? A Uber. I was okay. in an Uber. The dude asked me to smoke a cigarette, and I was like, I mean, I guess. And I said yes because I'm a, I'm a, uh, like I'm a pushover, kind of like you. <laughs> but in the back of my head, I'm like, really, bro? Like, I'm you ballsy for even asking. Right. <laughs> uh, and I probably still gave him five stars. But anyway, um, actually, it's funny that I'm actually friends with that dude on, on Facebook. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, we actually ended up having kind of a nice conversation. There you go. Nice. But um. What was I talking about? Lyft. Oh, yeah. They partner. Uh, yeah. So Black Girls Code is um, a nonprofit. So uh, after months of turning down Uber's $125,000 grant offer, Black Girls Code announced a new partnership with the ride-sharing service Lyft. Uh, on Friday, Lyft revealed that it added Black Girls Code to a list of nonprofits that benefit from its Roundup and Donate program, which is which allows customers to round up their fares to the nearest dollar and give extra cash to charitable causes. Since launching the program last May, Lyft riders have raised more than $4 million for uh, organizations such as St. Jude's Children's Hospital, um, the Human Rights Campaign, Girls Who Code, Habitat for Humanity, and the ACLU Foundation. Our partnership, this is from Lyft, our partnership with Black Girls Code represents our long-term commitment to inclusivity with an organization uh, who, for years, has done the important work for uh, of affirming, empowering young girls of color with a passion for innovation and technology, lift head and diversity and inclusion. Tariq Myers said in a statement. So after uh, what I was going to say before, well, this is great, by the way. I think that's great. I just I like this stuff. But after before, uh, <laughs> after the whole problem with Uber. Uh, Lyft really doubled down on it and took advantage and like uh, sent out an email talking about how essentially saying like, listen, we don't support anything that uh, they're doing, and we uh, are we think everyone's great. We support all these causes, right? And we would never do this. And they really doubled down on like where the car riding, the car sharing of the people. Those other ones are the car sharing uh, of the douchebags. That's I'm not saying that's true. But uh, that's what their marketing has led me, for example, yeah. and others to believe. Yeah, that's true. That's very and I true. Think, you know, 
I think, uh, you know, good for them. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Nice. Well, good. Well, I have one shout out as well. Okay. And this, this, he- this headline on its own is pretty crazy. Um, an, Arizona, an Arizona officer threatened to arrest a 12-year-old journalist. She wasn't backing down. So my shout out today goes out to um, a girl named Hilda, I believe it's Lysiak, uh, who's a, a, a preteen journalist. Uh, who has her her stories have inspired a scholastic book series and an upcoming TV show. Uh, and she first made the name for herself in 2016 by being the first to report on a grisly murder in her hometown. Um, how she how was she the first to report on a I, I have no idea. Period. This is, this is according I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean that's awesome. But but, but so how does that happen? I have no idea. I mean this this story doesn't tell me how doesn't give me all those details. But <laughs> right here uh, the, the gentleman, uh, his name was Joseph Patterson, who's the town marshal in Patagonia, Arizona. He threatened to throw her in juven, juvie um, uh, because he falsely claimed it would be illegal for her to film him and publish the video on the Internet. Instead, what she did, this, this uh, very brave, uh, courageous uh, girl, posted their exchange on YouTube uh, and in the Orange Street News... Um, which then later prompted town officials to actually discipline Patterson. Um, yeah, he should be ashamed of himself. Right. You shouldn't be threatening 12-year-olds. Exactly. Um, but, but I mean, that also just highlights how like shady your whatever you're doing is. If you're afraid of a 12-year-old uh, like uh, filming you, <laughs> videotaping exactly. you, what are you doing? Right. Exactly. Um, so so what's interesting, though, is she... She she ran into she ran into him twice. So right here, uh, in the Orange Street News, Lysiak wrote that she was riding her bike to invest invest. Also, dude, I have no idea how she gets these tips. But right here, stay it says, safe in these streets, by the way. Right, this sounds so dangerous. But so here it says, according to the Orange Street News, Lysiak wrote that she was riding her bike to investigate a tip around 1:30 p.m. on Monday. A tip. I, I know. <laughs> when Patterson, whose position in the small town is equivalent to that of a police chief, stopped her. And asked for asked her for ID. Oh, man. She gave her name and phone number and mentioned she was a member of the media. Uh, she said Patterson told her, "I don't want to hear about any of that freedom of the press stuff." And added he would have her arrested and thrown in juvenile jail. Later, Lysiak ran into Patterson again. This time she was filming, and she can be heard uh, saying in the in the video, "You stopped me earlier, and you said that I can be thrown in juvie. What exactly am I doing that's illegal?" Uh, from the seat of his white Where Chevy Silverado truck, uh, well, her dad's also a journalist. Patterson started to re- reply, then interrupted himself. You taping me, he asked. You can tape me, okay? But what I'm going to tell you is if you put my face on the internet, it's against the law in Arizona. And right here, there is no such law. Recording a law enforcement officer in a public place is protect- protected under the First Amendment. As Lysiak noted when she posted the video later that day. So Damn. there you go. So big shout out to you, um, Hilda Lysiak, for standing your ground um, and not being afraid of being bullied by an adult. So there you Careful. go. Careful. I mean, she's going to get caught up with someone else standing her ground on her. She might get murked in these streets. Let's hope not. This sounds so dangerous to me. Like, at first I thought it was cool, and I was like, you need to be careful. Right. Well, I'm, I'm um, sure. I mean, her dad's a journalist. I'm sure. She seems like yeah, a really intelligent girl, so I'm sure she'll well, be no, fine. Well, no, she does. Seem, she seems very intelligent, which almost seems like the problem. Where it's like, where it's like, um, 
the same dude that's that's threatening a child's probably gonna like uh you know, like yeah, let's, uh, not, let's not go there. We're, we're here okay. to spread the love. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, but do you happen to know of, what time uh, it is? I do. It is uh, time for the untranslatables. Yes, sir. The namesake of the untranslatable podcast, obviously. Cigar, if I get us started today. Uh, yeah, go for it. So I have a Spanish one. I have Czech ones. Don't you worry. But I, I want to start <laughs> with the Spanish one. Parada. So my Spanish one is. No tener dos dedos de frente, which means uh, not having two fingers of forehead. Uh, is that like not having your head screwed on straight? Like a yeah, yeah, pre- pretty much. Well, well, it's kind of like how would you describe someone that doesn't have their head screwed on straight? Like, is that For like a crazy person? Nah, I mean, it could be. I guess that's not really what I was thinking, but it could be. So what are you thinking? I was thinking thinking more like like an absent-minded sort of person. Okay, yeah, you're close. You're close. It means like he or she is not smart. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, I got you. What's what's the uh, English translation again? Uh, Not having two fingers of forehead. Oh, okay. So you're missing half your forehead, I guess. You You gotta have four, right? Isn't that... Oh, Isn't it four. <laughs> I get it. Interesting, yeah. uh-huh. because you know people also in America make fun of people with a big uh, with forehead, big forehead, saying they have like a five head or, or a eight six head. head. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could use any number bigger than four. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one's Bulgarian. It's prismial se kulbel na stulbel, and it um, another language is a very interesting um, uh, um, alphabet. Uh, literally, it translates to the skinny guy laughed at the guy without teeth. Teeth. <laughs> skinny guy laughed at the guy without teeth. Speaking of words that are hard to pronounce, I just said teeth. Teeth. Uh, skinny guy laughed at the guy with no teeth. Um, I mean, this is probably like, like you're laughing, you're laughing at somebody when they could also be laughing at you. Like, like, right? I mean, it's yeah, just means don't mock other people. Right. But. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a objection to that. How is it that we're comparing a skinny person to someone without teeth? That, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, what, 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 how is how are those comparisons? I mean, depending I mean, on how skinny you look, I mean, both of them might be kind of goofy looking. Maybe. I mean, I understand a skinny person can be goofy looking, but if I had to take a choice, I'm choosing skinny with teeth all that's day. That's fair. That's fair. I agree. If if there was a if there was a would you rather. Would you rather be weirdly skinny with teeth or uh, in shape ripped with teeth, without teeth? Now, can I get dentures or am I stuck toothless? Because otherwise yeah. I'm going ripped, no teeth, and I'm going to get them teeth later. Mm, okay. I think that's stupid. I'm going to go <laughs> skinny with teeth and actually just work out to get ripped. There you go. Fair enough. Eat- <laughs> Fair enough. But I, there, everyone now knows Chad's a corner cutter. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Oh, it's your turn. Work smarter, not harder, Jared. All right. My last one for you today is it's Chad. <laughs> and it is, uh, oh, geez, this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. Rosovor Mezi Chtirna Ochima. A dialogue between four eyes. A dialogue between four eyes. 
Was that like two, like two's a crowd, three's a party? <laughs> not, not really, no. Uh, Although I agree between. with that statement, but that's that's not what this is. <laughs> um, I don't. I have no idea. So, so for example, Jared, um, maybe we have some very important secret untranslatable pos- podcast business to discuss. And I would say, Ooh. Jared, let's have a dialogue between four eyes after the after we're done recording. Oh, I like that. Just you and I. It's just like yeah. a, a, a private conversation. Exactly. Yeah, when oh, you want like to discuss something yes. in private. Yeah, it's a good one, now isn't it? Makes a dialogue sense. between four eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or as we would say in America, this is an A and B conversation, so please see your see way, out, your of way it. out. That's right. Um, I have one more. It's actually Spanish as well from um, Argentina. Is Argentina? That how they say it? Something, something uh, like way, that. By the way... Uh, Messi recently got his 50, 50th hat trick. Oh, nice! And um, and the uh, whatever the what is it called La Liga? Is La that Liga, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. ligas. Uh, so this is Spanish from Argentina, and it is estar al pedo or estar en pedo. They're two different ones. They're, you'll see why. Do you know what that means? Pedo or perro? Pedo with a D. Pedo. I don't know what that means. Fart is what that means. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's you You. You are a fart? Or a star, a star? Yeah. Uh, to be the fart. And estar en pedo. To be in the fart? Or no? There you go. Is it? Yeah. Is it like so, you're, you're the shit and you're shit? Is it like that? Um. Uh, no. So the first one, to be in, to be, we'll start with the first one. To be the fart. Uh-huh. I have I have no idea. I mean, oh, okay. You it means me. you're not doing anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, and the you're other just one lingering around, just hanging around. All right, you're just you're the just other one farting around. To be in fart. Think think about uh, you at five a.m. outside of a club. Um, <laughs> some people might some people might have said that you were uh, you were in fart. Does that mean you're like drunk? Yeah, there you go. Parada. Okay. Interesting. I'm having flashbacks of my weekend. Interesting. <laughs> okay. I just like the use the usage of fart. The I do too. Fart. That's really great. That is really great. <laughs> because um, yeah, I'm a child. That that might be a fun episode, dude, in the future. Um different all the <laughs> different different cultures and countries Jeez. like Phrases and sayings about different bodily functions. And opinions. Yeah, right. and opinions. That them. would be a fun one. People do claim that it's like a compliment to burp or fart at some dinner tables. I think in Japan, right? Mm. That's what I've heard. Right. That is what I've heard. And I've also heard, I think... I'm not a big farter, publicly at least. (laughs) I mean, I definitely don't try to be, that's for sure. Um, in, In, I believe it's in South Korea, it's customary to like slurp your soup as well. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense though. I mean, because I think that's the same in... Most noodle-eating countries. Right. Because it's just like the very nature of the noodle almost right. requires that. You, I mean, you've... you've, you've the you've, nature of the noodle. I like you've it. Re- <laughs> That'll be the name of that, uh, that episode. You've really locked yourself into a corner when you give yourself an, this odd-shaped spoon and two sticks to eat soup. You know? Right. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. oh, I can't cut it. What here is... How am I... I can't it's swirl it. It's impressive, though, I mean, to watch someone with, with chopsticks fair, they can't swirl it eat it's really impressive to oh me. it is watching them like eat rice and it's crazy it's dude crazy. i love ramen 
uh, and I'm terrible with chopstick, and I've uh, chopsticks, and like I-, I can do it, but it's almost more like a panic moment. Okay. And then like I always end with like extreme, like I felt like I did like a serious. Ha- I mean, I did do it. That's why it always feels like a serious hand workout. Like it never feels natural. Right. I oh, never put down. Yeah, the, for me either. Like, yeah, I, I can't put like them down either. Near cramping. Right. That's for sure. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll talk about this stuff. Uh, I, I'm sure we can find another episode for that as well. But I think we should move on to some language mistakes. And you know what, Jared? I want to start off with some funny German ones because okay. I want to help you and I both avoid these blunders when we're in Germany. So, and these are all taken from actually blunders. a website called Prepare to Serve. And there's a bunch of them. And I'm just going to try like to for military? pick the... I don't... Th- think so i think it's actually a missionary website mm. you um, find the weirdest website i know probably. right so here I, I never trust your sources right um from meme news to dinesh d'souza to, that's true uh, that's true so, so, here, so here we go though this is a this is a funny story so so we were knocking so i'm assuming these were jehovah's witnesses we were knocking on doors and this lady opens those? the door just a few inches and i thought she said she was moving so excitedly, I replied in German, great, can we help? She instantly slammed the door and my senior companion busted out laughing. Turns out she said she was changing her clothes, not moving. So here in German, the difference is <laughs> sich umziehen, oh, which means yeah. to cha- change your clothes, and umziehen, which means to move. Oh, that's tough. That right? would mess me up. Right? Yeah, that that's could be really know, awkward, actually. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, mm-hmm. What? F these missionaries. I don't care. Even, whether I'm moving or changing, I slam the door on you if, if your response is great. Can I help? No. Right. right. I don't know you. Right. Here, here's I an, mean, that's just some weird missionary shit. I'm sorry. Here's, another, here's another funny one. I'm sure they're very nice um, people. Asking, asking for a pastry at the bakery uh, with churches on top. So in German, you have uh, Kirche, ah, Kirche yes. and Kirche. Yeah, which they sound almost the same. Cherries and churches. So, and I, and a lot of non like non German speakers would like that are actually good German speakers say uh, say it like that. Not and just for other words too, like like say the sh like that even if it's right. Ugh, I, I, sh, sh, sh. It's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> here's here's kind of another funny one. Yeah. Um, uh, t- uh, telling a few new missionaries to ask for a Kaiserschnitt when he meant Haarschnitt. Do you know what a Kaiserschnitt is? Is that some sort of weird penis thing? A Kaiserschnitt is a cesarean section. Oh, okay. So you go to the barber shop and ask for a cesarean section instead of a haircut. I did not know that. Why is it called a Kaiser? Kaiser. I have no idea. I have no idea at all whatsoever. Um, but yeah, let's see here. This one's also kind of funny. Um... Uh, let me see here. So I told an eight-year-old girl that Adam and Eve were the first two men on Earth instead of people. So confused, I guess, men are and mention. Okay. That would get some weird looks. That would get some mention? weird looks. Mention? You wouldn't say mention either. I mean, oh, for people? I guess I just wouldn't say mention for that. Uh... Right, Leute, maybe. But yeah. yeah. So there are a couple German ones. Uh, I'm curious, though, Jared, what do you have? Um... Uh, first of all, one thing I have is broken headphones. Uh oh. Or a broken headphone cord. I can fix it. Um, 
on the fly. We're not even going to stop. We're not there even going to stop. There we go. All right. Well, while you're doing but, that, uh, I want to I want to explain is, is, is um, dying on me in the moment. Yeah, that's fine. While you're doing that, I want to uh, also share some Spanish ones. So I have another Spanish one, uh, and this one's kind of funny. So uh, first year learning Spanish. This isn't me. This is a, a story I found online at SpanishAddict.com. Uh, my first year learning Spanish, the hotel pool was so chlorinated. My eyes flared up terribly. I went to the pharmacy and said, Me duelen las ocas. Uh, Tiene un medicamento, por favor. Which, sadly, uh, this person confused ocas and ojas, which are eyes. And this person said, my geese are killing me. Do you have a treatment, please? Or medicine, please? My geese are killing oh. My geese instead of my eyes. <laughs> I wonder if because, I wonder if because, you know, even though those are technically different words. Mm-hmm. I wonder if because they sound so similarly, people would understand or they'd just be like, that makes no sense. I think they probably would, but they'd probably laugh. Right, of course, because it still does sound uh, sound funny. Right, uh, but these are all these are these are not mistakes that native speakers were, would make. Not no. These no, are no. mistakes that only uh, you'd have to not know the language well enough to make these mistakes. Right, and here, okay. here's a here's a funny one uh, in English. Um, there was a, a Spanish student um, from Chile, and uh, was talking to a professor. The professor complimented on their English. And uh, apparently this, uh, this person said, oh, thank you. I've been here speaking English for two years now. I'm getting better, but I'm still having trouble with my bowels. Because V's and B's in Spanish oh, are very yeah. similar. That makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. That, <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a joke about someone not knowing, like saying bulbo, uh, you know. And, um, but um, I, um, I, there, there are a bunch of words that, some some I probably make the mistake, but then some also mm-hmm. annoy me when people one thing that always bothers me is people mixing up a part and a part. Uh-huh. Okay. That happens all the time. Can you give some examples? Um I'm going to be a part of an ensemble. Mm-hmm. And they put A P A R T as a one part. word. Right. Yeah, or no. or I, I or it's hard being apart from my family. A space P A R T. Uh huh. Another yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alzheimer's. <laughs> Alzheimer's. What about Alzheimer's? Have you? Did you not go to a portion of your childhood thinking it was old timers? Oh, for sure, for sure. That's true. That's true. You're right. Old-timers, um, yeah? Old-timers. Another one that uh, <laughs> people mess up a lot is Arctic. It's not Arctic. Arctic? Yeah, Arctic. It's also surprisingly difficult for me to spell that word. Or Antarctic, if you're into that thing. Right. Um, an obvious one is uh, S-U-P-P-O-S-E-D-L... Supposedly? Supposedly? I spelled or, that wrong, by the way. Or, or, or <laughs> what do people usually say? <laughs> supposedly. Oh, that's true. You don't even know that? Supposedly. Oh no, you're right. Supposedly. Yeah. How do you? Um, what do you call it? Say you're. Um, you, you say you're in war, and you're. You there. Are, people are overtaking you, and you need to bring in. You need to call in the artillery. Blah blah blah. No, starts with the C, but similar concept. The C. Call in the uh, the. Cal. Caval- cavalry. 
Oh, wow. Good job. Right? <laughs> Isn't that how you say it? Yeah. Most people say Calvary. Yeah, it's cavalry. But it's ca- cavalry. Right. That's how it's spelled. A really bad word is is colonel, the way we spell colonel. Why is that? I Can have no idea. Can someone explain this to me? I have, <laughs> Why no, is I that? have no idea. I'll, I'll Google that, it and see if I can find a quick answer. I would love to know why that is spelled like that because there, there is I'm no sure it's from French. Colonel. Wouldn't be my guess. Yep, right here. But there's no... Colonel came from French and... Co- Damn uh, you, French. And, and colonel through Italian, like with an L, right? C-O-L-O-N-E-L through Italian, preserved to... To look of the word related to column, but Colonel brought a nice regal crown to mind, though it was not actually etymologically related to crown. Um, So it went back and forth until we settled into the spelling of L with the R pronunciation. So that's why. There you go. How is that? How is it? English is such a weird language, man. It's really so weird. So 2020 is coming up. Mm-hmm. And that's the year of the uh, United States presidential election. Mm-hmm. And during the election, there are a whole bunch of presidential what? Candidates? Candidates? See, What's but now right you're on the ball. So now I don't believe that you actually do. Like, yeah, obviously that's the right way to say it. But now I feel like you're just paying way more attention because Probably. of these circumstances. Because Can- many people do say candidates. Is it candidates? Is that right? Yeah, it's candidate. Candidate. Candidate, C-A-N- not candidate. Candidate. Okay. okay. Well, not candidate, but candidate. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> I've said it too many times. I'm I've, so confused. I've fucked. What it's other fucked. words do you have? What other words do you have? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I mean, one mistake that you've mentioned before is the lay versus lie. And most native speakers yes. get that wrong. And, yeah, and I've in, ever ever since you know I I brought that up a couple times, and it still happens in between those times that I've brought it up. I don't have the balls to be the one person saying a lie like a douche. Right. I can't do it. Tony, why are you saying it like that? Yeah. Hey, why don't you go lay down? Yeah, maybe it would uh, be nice to lie down. What, right. what, do you, what was that about? <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Uh, it's just I just want to lie down. That's right. what I said. Go lay down. Yeah. <laughs> I just prefer not right. to say it the wrong way. And so I sometimes like the, a lot of times I'll just purposely say it wrong, and I, I, I every time I feel some sort of way because I can't be that guy correcting right. people's English. Right, I can't do it. So Jared, would you say you're a prescriptivist or a descriptivist? You know I don't what the know difference what those is. Words, so I've so, never heard those before. So um, a prescriptivist would be the person that says lie down. Descriptivist would would say lay down. Basically, people, if you're a pre- people, prescriptivist, you are about the the rules and how they're written. If you're a descriptivist, you're like, well, language is more flexible than that. Well, I guess I'm, I, I do believe language is more flexible. This just seems like a weird place to take that stance. But <laughs> That's also, true. most people that um, are saying lay aren't doing it because they fancy themselves descriptivists. They're doing it because they don't know any better. Oh, for They're sure. They're not like, well, language is a flexible medium formed by culture and society. So uh, it is. They're just like, oh, what do you mean? That's how you say it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be prescribing, which is another one that people always mess up. What do they say instead? Prescribing? 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 Which one is it, actually? <laughs> I don't know which one it is. That just came to my mind. Prescri- is it prescribe or prescribe? Do you mean like a medication is prescribed? Is it prescription or prescription? 
I mean, it's, it's prescription, but we say prescription. Oh, you used to work at a pharmacy. Yeah, so you know I did. Spell pr- so lots of prescriptions. Yeah, and we don't we don't say prescription. We say prescription, and I don't know why that is. But, pe- but people do say pers- prescription all the time, right? Yeah, prescription. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty normal. Okay, well, it's pretty normal, but it's wrong. Right. Yeah. Prescription. Yep. To how 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 do you are you would do you, would you consider yourself especially as a language teacher a prescriptivist? Do you get annoyed? Descriptivist, hundred percent. Really? Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't feel like you're uh, bastardizing the language? Although now I've noticed, uh, I say whom in class once in a while. Ugh. <laughs> I feel a little uh, snobbish you, saying it, but. Do you know how to use it properly? Whom and who? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, here's the thing, man. After you learn something like German. Right. Um, it's easy to kind of get a better feel for that. Yeah, um, especially since with is often used with right. whom. With whom, for Which, whom, to with whom. With dative, it's kind of the similar with with. It's, right. You know. Right. So exactly. there, it is kind of. Um, whom is another one that that I I uh, I, I wouldn't use. Do have you had? Do you have students ask you like the difference between who and whom, or do they even know? They don't ask. They they okay. they don't a- usually ask me. It's funny. My my colleagues at school ask me grammar questions, but my students don't. Hmm. And I, they I just don't care. I think yeah. I don't think it's super important. Okay. I mean, I agree with them to be honest with you. Yeah, I do too. Um, I do too. You have any um, other words, Jared? Uh, now, well, maybe we'll come back to that. I do have, but I do have some words that are uh, hard to pronounce in English for English speakers. Okay, let's hear them. One of them that surprised me. Uh, what's the powerful shell SpongeBob used? A conch. In, uh, yeah, I don't Magic think that's conch? I don't think that's how you say it. How are you supposed to say it? I think it's a conch. Con- yeah, it's, you're right. It's a conch shell. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, it's I don't... conch. <laughs> yeah. Why do they say? But they. I'm pretty sure they say the magic conch on the show, don't they? Uh, they. Of course they do. Yeah, they say magic conch. The uh, magic but, conch shell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. And, and it's not just them that that say conch. Conch seems to be a pretty widely accepted term, but it's right. conch. Yeah, conch shell. I wonder if it's because conch shell, conch, conch, conch shell. If you Maybe. say it quick, I see what you're saying. That you the know, what S- I mean, sh it, from right. the shell sort of forms the sh- conch. Maybe conch that's shell. why. Maybe conch that's shell. why, and they thought it wasn't conch, but conch, conch shell. That I don't um, know. I, I've heard of conch. It's a uh, it's a southern like a Miami flute, food, Cuban food. Okay. Uh, so I've heard of it in that sense, but I didn't con- connect that. Um, they're actually that's actually how you say conch shell, or excuse me, conch shell. <laughs> it's it's really throwing me off because I, I did right. not know that. Uh. So this one is one similar to something I, I've questioned you about. What do you call like a uh, supreme leader that is almost godlike? Starts with uh, like a, for example, uh, Thor. People called Thor this. A, a god, a deity? Uh, uh, no, a demo, a demo. Demigod? Well, yeah, but it's a different word for that. Is that what Thor is? I think De- right. Demagogue? There we go. Demagogue. Ooh, okay. Slipping on gator piss. It's actually demagogue, not demagogue. 
Oh, you fell shoot. right up to my trap. Okay, okay. <laughs> demagogue. Yeah, you're right. It's not demagogue. It's demagogue. I don't know why I said demagogue. Weird. But it's isn't it uh, spelled D E M A G O G U E? Spell it again. Sorry, I wasn't listening. It's D E M A. Now I'm going to double check. No, I just spell it first. Spell it, and I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah, it's D E M A G O G U E. Mm-hmm. Pronounced yeah. demagogue. Demagogue. Click on right. the. Pr- just yeah, click on. No, it. I, yeah, I see it. This one's British. Uh, they said de- demagogue. 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 <laughs> Well, well, don't listen to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, let me think. Of, I'm, I, there's a bunch of them I'm looking at, but I'm trying to think of a good one. I mean, That's most Americans, one. I mean, the way we say vegetable and comfortable, we get rid of those syllables. We don't say comfortable. We don't Is say vegetable. Spo- vegetable, yeah. I feel like Southern people say vegetable. Vegetable. Oh, I just said it the wrong way. Maybe not. I mean, that's just a normal part of speaking English is we like to get rid of syllables if we can because it makes it quicker, you know, comfortable, comfortable. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Conch shell. Right, exactly. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. So I want to share a couple funny ones that are um, also English, English language learners. Um, so right here... Um, so some uh, a student told their teacher, these are from teachers, uh, Englishforums.com is where I got this. Um, so it's not meme news, everybody. Um, so here we go. Um, a student said, I always ate lunch at school, but every day my mother made me suffer. I always ate lunch at school. But every day my mother made me suffer. So my goal, my goal here is to try to decipher this. Yeah, yeah. What word do they mean? But every day my mother made me suffer. Oh, supper. Uh-huh. Well, there's your first mistake, using the word supper. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> what is my, this? I feel like that's a word my parents would use. Uh, <laughs> my my bed has three blankets and a large guilt my parents gave me. Mm. Sorry, I caught you a bad quilt. time there. Yep, quilt. Good. Um, that one makes perfect sense. Yeah. My father met us at the airport and gave me a big hog. Then he hogged my wife. That just sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man would you be okay with your, your father hear, hogging your wife jared i don't hear anything wrong with that sentence <laughs> uh, i assume they're meaning hug yeah wouldn't it also though be pork and not hog could you say you ho- you hogged could you say that no, but she also wouldn't say, who's saying, oh, oh, you're sticking to the pig theme. Yeah, say, who's, yeah. who's really using pork? As like, you know, people say that, but right. at, at first I thought you meant pork for both of them. So like, she, uh, she porked, me, porked me, then gave my mom a pork or whatever. Right. And that wouldn't really make any sense. No, definitely Porking not. is a terrible word that I feel like no one should use for having sex. Yeah, probably Like, not. I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it seems childish. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Childish. Weird. So here you go. This is a sports-related one. When we won, I was so exciting, I had goose pimps all over my body. Goose pimps. Uh, that's actually, I mean, but that's a British, yeah, br- British people say goose pimples. Right. When we say goose bumps. Right. Add goose pimples all over me body. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. We actually do have listeners in England, and now we no longer do. Right. 
So um, I'm sorry to, to right. the listeners and Chad. And then the, the last one that I have is actually a French one. Um, I'm not going to say the French because I wouldn't pronounce it right. But this person spell it to, spell apparently, it for me. I'll, I'll say it. Um, this person uh, essentially was studying abroad in Paris, lived with the host family, and she uh, she meant to say, "I'm so excited to meet all of you." But Jared, do you think you know what she what she accidentally said? I'm so excited, excited. I'm so horny to meet all of you. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's the French word for horny? Isn't it like, um, oh, I don't have it in front of me. It's like, it, it's, it looks like excite. Okay. Looks like excite. Um, but yeah. All right. And last up for this segment, uh, I sent Jared this link as well. Um, and these are just some funny times when people had brain farts. We mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about brain farts. And so oh, the, yeah. the, the cool thing about farts. Uh, we don't we all the cool thing about language though is the fact that you can um, you know if you forget a word you use other words to describe it right so right here this is from at Wesley Mollen uh, and one of my cleverest and most fabulous friends at university now PhD in neuroscience once forgot the word for what she wanted in a restaurant and tried to explain it with like a really really wet salad. Soup, she wanted soup. A wet salad. How is that a good explainer? How else are you, uh, how else would you describe soup without the word soup? Where where was this person from? It doesn't say. Okay, because that would that I I would I would um reference the local style soup of yours. For right. example, if you're Japanese, I'd say ramen. Right. And ramen's Japanese, right? I didn't just I think it. I think so. Um, um, or if, uh, if, if, um, say you were Hungarian, say like a, like a, you know, like a, what kind of goulashes do you have, for right, example? Right. Something like that is what I would do. So here's another funny one. One of the guys, this is from, uh, but also you'd have to be able to think of that stuff in the moment, which is way right. harder than me. And sometimes those brain replying. farts are really funny. What you, what you come up with in that moment. Right. So this oh, one's, yeah. this one's funny. This is from at hardly girl. Um, one of the guys I used to work with forgot the name of a tape measure, called it How Far Machine. It has passed into everyday vocabulary now. And that's what it is, machine. How Far Machine. You know, why not? I guess so. Hey, pass me the How Far Machine. Speaking of which, that could now be an iPhone. Have you seen that feature? No. What feature is that? It, your iPhone uh, has like a measurement tool where you can like put your camera up to something and like mark a spot and drag it along a distance, okay. and it'll tell you how long the distance is. That's really cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Good to know. Okay. Oh yeah. This one is a from Far Machine. Uh, Kismet eighty. As a bilingual person, I do this all the time. Although my problem is, I can often think of the word in the other language, but not the one I'm speaking right now. I yeah. once had to describe pineapple as a hairy pear with a ponytail. Because I couldn't translate ananas from French to English. Ananas. Harry Pear with a ponytail. Harry Pear with a ponytail. Uh, that's not the funny thing about. Um, wait. First of all, pineapples aren't hairy. I mean, they, but they have like the the things on them. Oh, like I guess they have kind of stringy. Yeah. When I think of a hairy fruit, I'm thinking of a of a coconut. Okay. Of a kiwi. Of a peach or something like that, right. I wouldn't think I wouldn't think pear, but uh, I mean, excuse me, ananas, uh, pineapple. That's the interesting thing about uh, pineapple too is ananas works in so many languages except English, but right. it works in like most European languages. Yeah, and Czech, it's also ananas. 
German, Italianos, French, I think Spanish. This one's kind of funny. So um, this is from Lori uh, Winkless. Um, not in the same league, but in the final throes of writing SATC, I forgot the word fork while singing in a restaurant. I asked the waiter for one of the metal things with four stabby fingers. Obviously, <laughs> he looked at me like I was insane. It's interesting also how these brain farts work where it's like, you you can't think of the word fork, but wait, this is not these are not foreign or non native. These are English native speakers, speakers I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Never mind then. Never mind. Right. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, oh, man. This it, it these like hearing some of these kind of make me unco- like uncomfortable. Right. To be honest with you, this one's pretty funny. This is from um, Alistair Dove. Reminds me of my two year old daughter explaining a hot dog to me as a meat pickle. Gross. Kind of that really makes them even more unappetizing right. than they already are to me. Do you like right. pickles? Oh, I love pickles. Mm. But yeah, meat pickle. Yeah, that that's definitely weird. This one though, Jared. When I read this one, maybe I I wonder what your response is. But I I I read this one and I I literally laughed out loud. And this is from uh, at Manga Critic uh, during a lecture on the Mannheim Orchestra. I couldn't remember the term tre- tremolo. So I described the orchestra's fondness for decorating passages with the nervous chihuahua effect. The nervous chihuahua <laughs> effect. Because <laughs> that's kind of where tremolo is. You know, it's like a, especially if it's a violin really high up. Oh, uh, is it, by nervous chihuahua, it means like one of those shaky kind yeah, of dog. Yeah. Like tr- yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. I, I, I understand. I don't, how do you even think of that though? Like that's what I'm more curious right. about. Yeah, I, I have like, no I idea. guess I know what you're talking about. It's just I don't I don't know where that came from. And this is this is my favorite one. This is from at Brampton Mel. Uh, my 17 year old forgot the word foal, and for those of you who don't know what a foal is, it's a baby horse uh, in the summer. Oh, I and they called foal, it like a eating. horse puppy instead. So, uh, so I think that's pretty good. A horse puppy. I guess so. Sort of a full. Gets the job done. Yeah, it you definitely. Just a baby horse, but uh, yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I knew full was. I mean, I, I knew it, but I wouldn't be able to pull that, pull that out. Right. Okay. If someone said full to me, I'd be like, oh, I guess that's right. a baby horse. So, okay. so I lied. I have one more. Sorry, I forgot about this one. This one's Please. really good. Hello, I have a degree in English stop. lit, and thanks to a random brain freeze or brain fart, I forgot the word for memory, so I called it a remembrance thought. Hmm. Remembrance thought. Works. Yeah, works. I don't think I think twice about that. One. Sounds fancy, <laughs> right? Remembrance like, thought. Tell me about it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Tense. Do you have anything left for us, Jared? Uh, I do not. I do not. Then let's move but, on. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, but I do want to talk about the song of the pot. Is what I was going to say. So let's do it. Uh, well, you chose it. You, so please introduce it. So the song that I chose, I have to give a very late shout out to my good friend Robert from high school. Um, He's living in Chile Mm. right now, finishing up his degree in medicine and will become a doctor. And he showed me this song actually uh, when I was in high school. And the song is called Los Momentos, which I believe means the moments, uh, by the band Los Blops, which which was like a 70s group, rock group, hippie group in Chile. It starts off with some really nice acoustic guitar, um, and it's a great song. What are your thoughts on it, though, Jared? Based off of the little context clues and few Spanish words I know, 
My get my thought was well, one is very peaceful. It's very uh, soothing to listen to. My assumption was that this song was a um, sort of like a nostalgic remember the time kind of song because uh, cuando is said over and over again, which is Spanish for when. So I assume yep. it was like when we used to do this or when we used to go here. And it was, uh, it was, but it was, you know, even though I couldn't understand mo- other other than just like the general theme of the song, mm-hmm. it was very peaceful to listen to. And as we say consistently on the show, uh, what songs in Spanish are just better. Mm-hmm. It sounds it's just, great. <laughs> it's just they're just better. I think it's only acoustic guitar and voice, right? Uh, I believe so. You're usually the one listening to the song during the. Uh, I'm song listening of the to pod. it right now. Yeah. Well, you you tell me. I mean, all I hear is acoustic guitar and voice. Okay, well, and I, I can also picture this being played at a bar in like Chile, where it's from. And there's mm. like a part at the end of the song where they're like singing like la 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 or something like that. I can yeah. picture like everybody at the bar just like singing that together. Um, Do you, could you actually imagine something? Like, I mean, you could picture it, but would something like that happen? Maybe. Is I'll, that? I, I. Why not? You know, I've been. To... I, I just. I mean more of like a cultural thing, because like I, I, it's it would be almost weird to imagine that happening, say in Germany, for example. Are you sure? Have you I think have so. you not been to a bar where they play like Fliegerlied and people lose their shit? I don't even know what Fliegerlied is. What you don't know Fliegerlied? No, that'll be a well. Maybe that'll be a future song right. of the pod. All right, but yeah, but anyways, um, Los Momentos. Yeah, it's a fabulous song. Um, Beautiful melody, beautiful guitar part. Um, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I think it's kind of a nostalgic story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about things in the past, um, most definitely. Which I like. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, most I'm sort definitely. Of a, I'm sort of a, I like to dwell on the past. Yeah, sometimes it's good. <laughs> um, not too much, though. Yeah, I, was say, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so as as our listeners by now probably know, you will be joining me in Germany and then later in the Czech Republic in a few weeks. So instead of me giving Czech no, words... that's not true. Uh, oh, well, most of that's true, except it's a week and a day. A week a and a day. Weeks. There you go. A week and a day. Um, so let's work on your Czech a little bit, Jared. Let's see Let's see what you remember since the last time we recorded. Okay. So, so how do you say yes? Uh, ano. How do you say no? Ne. Good. Oh, here, I'll, this is a good phrase. And I think I've used this on the podcast before. Um, so we'll, we'll keep this more in check. And I'll teach you the phrase, how do you say? How do you say is yak? Yak. Say. Yak say. Řekne. Yak say řekne. Well, the way you, you would probably try to say it would be yak say řekne. Yak say řekne. Uh-huh, which means how do you say? So Jared, how, how would they actually say it? Yak se řekne. I'll just go Jack. I'll go yeah. Jackne. It's like it's like the Jekne. it's like the composer's name Dvorak, right? Dvorak. Oh yeah. I, I can't oh, always man. get it. Dvorak. Yeah, you can say Dvorak. Oh shit! I gotta email that dude. Oh, that's right. That's true. Anyways, so Jared, so we've covered yes and no. So Jared, Yak se řekne, please. Plotsim. Good. Dobri. Dobri. Dobri that means den. good. Uh, oh, Dobri oh, den, yeah. Jak se řekne hello? Oh, what? I don't remember there's, how to say there's hello. There's two of them. There's the good day, and then there's the more informal one. You just said the good day one. Oh, Dobri den. Uh-huh. 
And what's the more informal one? Do you remember? Mm-mm. This is like my favorite Czech word. Yo, yoy. Ahoy. Uh, Ahoy. Ahoy. Okay. Uh-huh. Ahoy. Ahoy. And ahoy, like ahoy is also uh, um, goodbye. Hello and goodbye. Okay. So you can use that like both ciao. ways. Exactly. Uh, do you remember how to ask for the bill? Uchek prosim. Very good. Yeah. Uchet prosim. Oh, there's, there's another one too. There's two of them. With P. Pla. Uh, oh, pla, 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 Platit. Platit. Platit protsim. Very good. Platit protsim. or platit protsim. Uh-huh. Good. Um, what what I usually say now is zaplatime um, prosim, which means could we pay? But you can All say right. platit prosim <laughs> I'm not asking if I can pay. I'm ready to pay. That's right. <laughs> That's it. right. That's right. Um, <laughs> Give me that bill. Good. Okay. What What are some other useful... What are some phrases you would like to know? I may know them. I may not. This is a <laughs> shot in the dark. But what are some phrases that you might like to know? Like, how are you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you've seen the movie Borat, right? Yeah, Yakshimash. There you go. Uh-huh. Yakshimash. Yeah, Yakshimash. Okay, And if it's someone you don't know very well, you would say Yakshimate. Yakshimate. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yakshimash. Oh, and mm-hmm. then thank you was Yakuya, Yakuye. Because I still, I know it's Yakuya, man. Yeah. We thank you. Yakuye. Jakuyi, uh-huh. right? Jakuyi, uh-huh. me is we thank you, right? Uh-huh. Right. Jakuyi, jakuyi me. Uh-huh. I need to also. I keep forgetting that it's the dia. Yep. Yeah, the dia on there. Yeah. What What other things do you want to know? Um. Uh. Today. How do you say today? Uh. Um. Dines. And tomorrow. Dines. Dines. Oh shoot! What is tomorrow? Oh no. I'm having a brain fart. What is tomorrow? Zitra is yesterday, I think. What's tomorrow? Dines. Dines is today. Dines D'Souza, my favorite political commentator. <laughs> and then week is Tiden. Dalshi Tiden would be next week. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know tomorrow. For, I'm All right. having a brain fart. All right. But I think well, that's good enough for now. I don't want to overload you. Um, okay. All right. So I got a couple corny jokes as usual. Um, so Jerry, do you want me to start off with puns or with some kind of dad-esque jokes? Uh, puns, then the dad-esque. Puns. All right. So how much does a pirate pay for corn? <laughs> uh, how much? A buccaneer. Okay. <laughs> I think we could I think we could punch that one up a little bit. How much does a pirate pay for corn? An arm and a leg. Oh, that's better. That's definitely uh, better. Okay. How much does a pirate pay for corn? Um It's worth all of his booty. Yeah, you could I was you could use booty. I was trying to avoid a booty one, but of right. course there's always booty. I'm just saying there's better options, but, you know. <laughs> That's true. Give it to it. That's true. All right. I'm going to give you a couple. Uh, well, wait. Let me see if I can find this other pun really quick. Um, all right. What do you call a sad pup or a sad dog? What's that? A melancholy. Mm. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> what, uh, what's a dog's favorite type of homework to do? I have no idea. A lab report. 
Oh, uh, okay. Right? Right? That could that that could kind of be a dark joke. That could be a dark I joke. Because I just imagine someone like doing some sort of weird experiment on on a time for a lab report. <laughs> 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 that's, that's what I true. say about my neighbor's dog. That, <laughs> that's fair. That's the one that bit you, isn't it? Yeah, but it, I don't think it's a lab, actually. Okay. But it is golden. Okay. So, Jared, what lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? Hmm, I don't know. What is it? A nervous wreck. <laughs> that was a bad joke, for sure. And here's my last joke for uh, for all of our listeners today. If prisoners could take their own mug shots, what would they be called? Mm, I don't know. Cell fees. Ah. Uh, <laughs> funny to be in prison. Right. Right. <laughs> because they're in the prison cell. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, are people mm-hmm. are you not allowed you're not allowed smartphones in prison. That's a dumb question. Probably not. I think they I think <laughs> yeah, and you're probably not even allowed cell phones. I'm sure they. I'm sure they find a way to get them. But yeah. Oh, for sure. I wonder if they're allowed to like listen to like podcasts and stuff. If they are, they should check out the Untranslatable podcast. Yeah, for sure. If you could listen to podcasts in prison, I think I'd be. A, I think I could do well in prison. You think Not so? Not do well with. I, well, you I mean our podcast would? No, I can't <laughs> comment on how. No, I'm saying I would do well in prison as a person. Not we. Um, I, I'm not. I don't think. You know, if no one, if people leave me alone, I'm saying. I see. I feel like I can listen to podcasts for a, like for a long amount of time, probably without getting sick of them. Probably, I think you could. Well, Jared, it's come to that time for us to give our listeners a quote of the pod. And today, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about language mistakes made by native speakers, non-native speakers, people making mistakes in other languages, people having brains, uh, brain farts, which. Isn't necessarily a mistake, but it's definitely a funny way to describe certain words. Um, and uh, the quote of the pod today, <clears throat> quote of the pod today is um, from me, and it is: Who dat? Make language mistakes because without mistakes, you won't learn nearly as much, and a lot of times you'll have a funny story at the end of the day. Mm. Parada. Now we're quoting ourselves here, everyone. That's true. You heard it. It's true. Um, <laughs> that is. Uh, did you write that earlier, or did you just p- pull that off the top of your head? Off the fly. Look at that. Yep. On, I guess it would be on the fly, wouldn't it? We could we could make that a thing. Forget quoting other people. You you just sum up our episodes with a quote of the pod. That's that's a good idea. Maybe. I mean, you can quote other people if you want to. Right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I, I just couldn't find any good ones that really seem to apply to our episode today. Uh, and, mm. the, and the last thing I want to mention, I had a big language mistake when I was in Germany for the first time. I think I may have even mentioned this on the pod, where um, I ordered a pepperoni pizza in Berlin, actually. Classic. And what did I get, Jared? Uh, well, pepperoni in America is salami pieces, essentially. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Europe, it's uh, pepperoni peppers, like they're, they're like those yellow peppers. Right. Exactly. So that's what I ended up getting. It was a pizza mm-hmm. with a bunch of yellow peppers on it. It was good. But you like those, don't you? Yeah, I yeah. don't like those. That I like really spicy. Be a problem for me. Right. It's not that I don't like spicy. I just don't want a pizza with peppers on it. That's fair. <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, it was a little strange to have just all peppers and nothing else on the pizza. But right. it is what it is. What can you do? And mm-hmm. you make the mistake and you learn from it. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of 
a lot of these mistakes. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let us know some of your language mistakes. We would love to hear them uh, and feature them on a future episode. And you can reach us at uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com, uh, untranslatablepodcast on Instagram, and untranslatable one, the number one on Twitter. Check out our song of the pod that will be up there. Uh, we would really appreciate hearing from you. A big shout out to all of our listeners all over the world. We really appreciate your support. Um, it's really great, and we would love to hear from all of you. So thank you again, and as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya Meh.